Kia ora. Wallace Chapman here. We have Nikki Bazant and Mark North Thomas this afternoon. Some wonderful, wonderful responses regarding both your best gig ever and your worst gig ever. Uh, and two music. Let's kick off with that because a big night tonight. A lot of hype out there for a Tuesday night. Either you're pumped up for the census or donning a feather boa for Harry Styles. She walked away through a cheap pack of cigarettes. With a bit of intellect And all the boys they were saying They were into it Such a pretty face On a pretty next to driving me crazy But I'm into it Yep, that's a song called Kiwi by Harry Styles. Bit of a rocker too, not just watermelon sugar. The sun's out, people are excited. 40,000 expected to attend and have been lining up since this morning. Ready for the gates to open at 5 o'clock. We'll have some transport information for you shortly. But with us is Millie Osborne, who was there early this morning and has made the big trip from Wellington. Millie, kia ora. Kia ora, Wallace. How's it going? Oh, more importantly, how are you? Are you excited? I am so excited. I've <laughs> literally been waiting for years for this day. And, yeah, really excited, really emotional. It'll be so awesome. Hang on, hang on. Did I just hear you say that you were waiting years for this very day? Yes, yeah. Yeah, it sounds a little bit crazy, but... Um, well, I wasn't going to say that. ...quite a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is it? For, for those who don't know Harry Styles, just what is it about this person that does it for people? Um, oh, my gosh. Have you got hours to look at <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, it's so much. He's um, an incredible performer, an incredible ally and activist. Um, yeah, just I feel like he's got an ability to connect with so many people, and his music it just means a lot. And to, yeah, a huge group of people, particularly lots of young women, and yeah, he's just just a really cool guy. Just a really cool guy. He, he comes across that way. Also, I guess uh, Millie, you know, he's got that sort of. Um, uh, different strings to his bow regarding career. He's done a movie, hasn't he? he got a bit of uh, attention there, but also people compare him, almost call him like uh, a new David Bowie or a new Prince, if you like, in terms of the styling, dressing up, maybe even sexuality. Yeah, well, uh, he's pretty iconic. I think yeah. he will be. I was actually chatting. Um, I'm here with my best mate Rose and um, we were chatting earlier today about how we think this concert will go down in history and how he's going to be remembered for so, so many generations and years to come. Um, I think he's pretty iconic, really. Incredible. So a lot of people are called, you know, uh, uh, Nikki is saying, I remember going to see Kiss uh, in Auckland, uh-huh. I remember going to see Steve Ray Vaughan or David Bowie or the Osmonds. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the Osmonds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that Harry Styles is anything like the Osmonds, but this could go down a history, Mark North Thomas. What I like about Harry Styles, and I'm, I'm, I can't say I've got an encyclopedic knowledge of his, uh, his whole sort of musical uh, abilities, but what I like about him a lot is he's such a positive role model. Okay. He is completely authentic and brings himself, his whole self, to everything that he does, and I really like that. It's such a good thing for people to see and follow. 
Yeah, I love his style. I love his style. I think it's so awesome the way he expresses himself through his clothes. Yeah. Because you don't see that so much with men these days. Mm. And I just think, you know, he's he's bending what is what is men's clothing. He is just yes. wearing what he feels yep. and expressing himself. Oh, the text. Uh, GT says, the new Bowie. Don't make me laugh, Wallace. He's the new Robbie Williams at best. That's, oh. that's unfair. Oh, um, that's unfair. And our fellow panellist, Ed Armand, says he's no better than that Kate Bush. Um, Kate Bush. I love Kate well, Bush. Well, it's oh. a different league, isn't it? Hey, so, Millie, you, you, um, before we go to our next guest, uh, uh-huh. you um, did the walkabout this morning. Tell us what you saw with regard to people. Um, oh, my gosh. Yes, so many amazing outfits, sequins, feather boas. Um, just beautiful colours. Um, a lot of people had gone into a lot of effort and kind of handmade um, their outfits for tonight oh. and just lots of really awesome, excited people. And, um, yeah, I'm really, as much as I'm looking forward to seeing Harry, I'm also looking forward to being a part of that crowd. And, yeah. Um, just, yeah, really celebrating tonight on a Tuesday in Tamaki Makoto. <laughs> See, he's inspiring other people with his look. I, I think you, that's awesome. Yeah, I, why, was I, why am I not there? I'm starting to think I'm missing out on something. I'm getting FOMO, actually. Yeah, get, I'm getting FOMO, yeah. All right, Millie, kia ora, thanks for your time, eh? Kia ora. Have a good night. Have a good night, Millie. And now with us is uh, Sophie King, also going to see Harry Styles. Sophie, Hello. Hi, Wallace. All right. Are you pumped? Are you amped? Are you excited? Pretty pumped, actually. I was just on a, on a quick meeting for work and, um, yeah, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't quite concentrate. <laughs> Who needs to do Zooms, Sophie, when Harry Styles? So tell us about, I mean, because you, you, you are a huge fan of live music. You go and see many concerts a year. What, what's unique? What's different about Harry Styles? Uh, I think it's hard to not get wrapped up in the yeah. in the hype um, and the frenzy. I, yeah, I've been to heaps of shows, but you can't beat a stadium show. And it's been a long time since I've been to hmm. a big a big stadium show. Um, I've seen Harry play at Spark, and I've seen him play with One Direction, so it's kind of nice. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. I went. Yeah, I, I used to work in ticketing, so I went to his first One Direction shows when he was here. So I've seen him progress up the venue size, um, which has been a, a fun journey. And I wasn't really a big fan back in the day, but I've, I've grown to love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And back to that stadium aspect. This is what you were saying, Mark, not Thomas. You know, there is nothing like when you saw Simple Minds Stadium. Nothing Can't like beat it. it. It's electric. Yes. Electric and such energy and such good vibe. And these days, I mean, like looking at the uh, the Ed Sheeran concert, what he put on is just spectacular. It's really, really good. Yeah. All right, Sophie. So all the and uh, the, the the I guess the, the the other aspect is the as Millie was saying of just being there, and that goes with the crowd and dressing up. Is that going to be something you'd be part of dressing up for the Styles concert? I'm going with my mother. Um, we haven't really talked about our wardrobes yet, so we might have to have a quick look in the dress-up drawer. <laughs> yeah, any feather boas, that's the you big question. Something yeah. sparkly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sophie, have a great night tonight, eh? Thanks, Wallace. Yeah, fantastic. That's Sophie there also uh, going. Now, just in terms of transport, <clears throat> as mentioned, um, 
Special event buses uh, are running directly from Auckland City Centre to Mount Smart Stadium from midday today uh, and then until the venue has cleared after the concert. So from the city centre, 120 Key Street from 12 to 7.30pm uh, and from Mount Smart Stadium, O'Rourke Road post-concert. Uh, so scheduled bus routes to Mount Smart Stadium from Sylvia Park, hop on a 743 bus. That gets you close to Mount Smart Stadium, and this option takes around 15 minutes during off-peak hours. From Newmarket, there's a rail replacement bus service from Newmarket, the RBS Newmarket to Otahuhu, and this bus, that stops at Penrose Station, and that is a 10-minute walk from Mount Smart Stadium. The bus service that's every 20 to 30 minutes. So you can go to your uh, AT mobile app. I just also want to mention the trains. If you're coming from the city centre, a good option is to take the train to Otahuhu Station on the Eastern Line and then take that bus to Penrose Station, then the 10-minute walk. The Southern Line between Otahuhu and Newmarket, including Penrose, uh, and the Onihanga, that remains closed. Uh, and departing Mount Smart, if you're travelling to the city centre or travelling south, a good option is to catch a bus from Penrose Station after the event from Great South Road and then transfer to a train at Otahu Station. And the last trains depart Otahu to Papakura, Otahu to Britomart, and Britomart to Swanson up to midnight tonight. And I just must mention this, there is park and ride from the Alexandra Park Raceway uh, from 11am today. So that is also available. So traffic details there. 17 past for the panel. Well, Harry Styles and Pavement, they'll have to fill out their census forms as well. Make sure you get them in tonight to answer any of those last-minute questions. Renelle Baker, Census Spokesperson and Lead on Accessibility Issues, joins us. Uh, Renelle, kia ora. You, for having me. It's a pleasure. You don't have to be have, having to be going to Harry Styles tonight, do you? Oh no, I'm not. I might be slightly in the wrong demographic, but um, I, I live uh, just south of Whangarei, so no, I'm not in the <laughs> Harry and the Harry Buzz tonight. But I hope everyone has a great time. Here's a question because a couple of questions came through uh, um, on uh, or a few questions actually. Uh, I do have a census question. The census is supposed to be a snapshot of today, so why all this pressure to do it early? Says one person. Sure. So. Um, I guess what we did was we changed our messaging. So in the past, um, people had been quite um, queued into doing it on Census Day, and then, of course, we end up having uh, a lot of resource uh, soaked up and following up with people that haven't got it done on Census Day. So by shifting our messaging to say, look, you can do your census forms whenever you get them, um, please complete early if you can, or on or before Census Day, um, it was really just to change that messaging. So as long as you complete it, um, as if you were, um, I guess, where you were going to be on Census Day, 7th March, um, then you can do it uh, beforehand or for those people who are unable to get to the Census today, they can do it after Census Day as well. OK, all right. Let's go around the panel on this. They might have a census question or a thought. Nikki? I don't have a census question. I just yeah. did my, my census form earlier today, oh, okay. actually. Yeah, so I'm all done. I did have to go and uh, I'll, I'll just warn people, if they haven't already done it, you have to know what your income is for the last year. 
so I had to good go. Good to know. I had to go and work that out. <laughs> I need to do mine tonight. But otherwise, yeah. I found it pretty straightforward. Don't mind. Uh, although I have received a second letter with another code for the same address, uh, which I wondered if how many people had those and maybe had done them twice. I wondered. Okay, that's a great um, point. Thank you for raising that. So um, that was part of our design was to was just to kind of keep that. Um, that reminder going so that people didn't lose sight of when Census Day was. So um, you can use any access codes when issued to your household to complete the census. But once you've completed it, um, you don't have to do it again. So just once is enough, that will be fine. As long as you uh, submit those online forms, each time you go through, you've got to push, push the pink submit button. Once you push push submit, the data gets um, returned to StackTNZ instantly. It's secure in, um, in the data storage um, security space and um, and you won't need to do it again. Um, I'll ask you a question, yeah. Mark. So if people, though, have received two codes, is there a danger they could do it twice and be counted twice? Uh, there's no danger of that because they'll already, when they punch that a number into the uh, access code um, box, on the website, it will tell them they've already completed the census for that address. See, so mine, mine didn't do that. Mine said, let me do it, it all over again, yeah, just so, just oh, so you okay. know. <laughs> I didn't all do right, it for, well, for but I could have. Another one here. Thank you for letting me know. Another <laughs> okay. one here, Ronelle. My husband is cycling around Aotearoa and camping tonight, possibly not at a campground. How does he do the census? He cannot use our household link. Okay. That's a great question. Now, um, he could go on to the website, request an access code, get sent to his mobile phone and could complete um, his census using that access code if he does have uh, internet access. Um, otherwise, if he's nowhere that he has access to the internet or cellular function, um, he might need to complete the census when he gets home. Just one more, Renal. What if you have submitted your form but details of where you are change? Now, that can be tricky uh, because once the, the information is received by us, um, it, you can't go back and change it. So um, I, I'm just not sure, actually, if I can give you a helpful answer on that one tonight. No problems, Renal. Just one more. Can you ask what to do with Airbnb guests? Yes, sure. So Airbnb guests should complete an individual form at the um, at the address where they are staying that night. And if the person who is hosting them at the Airbnb could please um, just uh, register their first name, last name, age and gender on the dwelling form, uh, that then will fill the complete set for well, us. We've just got to do so, so many, Ronelle. We've just got to, they're quite important questions. Just one more for you, Ronelle. And, you, and we're doing great here. Thank you. Kia ora, Wallace. Can you please ask your guests what to do if you've received no census information at all? Thank you. Oh, kia ora. So um, we apologise. Most people should have what they need uh, to complete the census. Now, if you haven't heard from us, it might be that a census collector is yet to visit in your area. But you can go to our website, which is census.govt.nz. And uh, if you just scroll onto that homepage there, you will have... Um, either an opportunity to request paper forms or request an access code. An access code can be texted to your mobile phone and then you can just go online straight away, complete the census online with that access code. Um, alternatively, you can ring our free phone helpline, which is 0800 236 
0800 census if you use the uh, old-fashioned spelling of numbers. Yeah. Um, and you can contact the helpline and they, they can uh, uh, send things out to you or they can um, request that a census collector come and visit you if you'd like some support uh, to, to complete your census. Ronelle, uh, we have so many questions for you. We'll leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon on Thank a very, you. very busy day. Thank you. Ronelle Baker, their census spokesperson and lead on accessibility issues. Quite a few interesting questions there, Mark. Yeah. Um, it worried me, though, because I could have done it again. And so people may choose elect to do that, which would then make the data not that great. Mm. And just look, there's some light relief here. Wallace, isn't it about time we all came to our census? So, uh, <laughs> hey, look, thank you for that uh, a bit of humour there. It's 24 past four of the panel. There is growing momentum into probing the profits of the main banks in New Zealand, especially at a time when many are struggling. Some have said there is a need for a Commerce Commission inquiry akin to what we've seen with supermarkets. Before tax, the Aussie-owned banks, banks ANZ, ASB, BNZ, Westpac, made close to $10 billion in New Zealand last year. After tax, $6 billion. New Zealand has 27 registered banks, but four of them, the big four I said, account for 85% of all bank lending. With us is Emma Ihaya, a competition economist and at economic consultancy, Castalia. Emma, kia ora. Kia ora. If an inquiry was announced, what should a key area of focus be? Because this has been discussed quite a bit. Um, yeah, it has. It's a really detailed look into the factors that affect competition to understand how well competition is working and whether and how it can be improved. Um, I sort of wouldn't want to preempt, you know, the conclusions of a market study, but mm. um, I think we can. What we can do is look to um, some of the international uh, reviews that have been done, for example, in the UK and in Australia. So in the UK, the CMA, which is the Competition and Markets Authority, undertook a retail banking um, market investigation um, in 2017. And they had quite a lot of focus on um, barriers for customers to search for and switch to other banking suppliers. Um, because if, you cu- if customers can't or aren't switching, then that means that there's less incentive for banks to compete on quality and price and to innovate and so on. Um, so they found that a very large proportion of customers would be better off by switching service provider, but right. that there was a lot of customer inertia. So um, around a third of, of, of um, customers had been with their provider for more than 20 years. The annual switching rate was about 3%, for example. Um, a similar result was found by the Productivity Commission when they looked um, into banking in Australia and found that one in two people still bank with their first ever uh, banking service provider. So um, so that's something that could be uh, looked into is, is are customers switching? Are they, um, do they have the information that they need? How the hard rate. is it for customers yeah. to switch? Very good. That's a, that's a, that's a really good first start, wouldn't it, Nikki? Uh, switching banks. I don't yeah. think I've ever switched banks. I, I keep my banks for ever. Mm. <laughs> You're talking about, it's called banking portability or something, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I think I have switched banks, but only because, you know, my bank that I was with wouldn't give me a mortgage. And then okay. another bank did. And so, you know, when you switch, when, you, right. go with, when you take a mortgage out, usually they require you to have your main accounts with 
the mortgaging bank. So right. I, ch- I changed banks then. Yeah. Mark? I opened my account at the ANZ in the Octagon in Dunedin in 1978, yep. and I have <laughs> not changed since. I've changed branches many times. How about times. that? Bra- branch change? Oh, yeah, but it just That's the, the fault, same yeah. as me. Yeah. The same. Wow. Yeah. Since a student. Yeah. Extraordinary. So your examples of, of what, what Em's talking about. I can't about be bothered. No, yeah. well, you just... I didn't, it it yeah. got close, though, doing... When mortgages come up for renewal, we think, oh, I'll shop around a little bit, because mm. that became, become, become very, very competitive with offers and things. But um, The yeah. other issue, Emma, has also come up, that relative to incomes, Australian-owned banks have made about 20% more from the average Kiwi customer than their Aussie equivalent. So I guess one would ask, why... Do the New Zealand operations of Australian-owned banks, why are they consistently more profitable than their home market? Could be another question. That's right. So, yeah, that, and that leads to the questions around what would enable them to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And is it, are there barriers to smaller banking entities being able to expand, for example? I mean, another... So one thing is obviously this issue around switching what could make that easier for customers, but also things like um, sometimes it's the actual regulations themselves, the financial regulations that can um, entrench, effectively entrench the market power of incumbents. So um, I think the, the Australian productivity said that you know, financial regulators need to focus on, need to make sure that they take into account effects on competition when they're, when they're looking at regulations. So, yeah, there would be a lot of things, different things to drill down on as to understand why, why competition, uh, where, where the competition is sort of vigorous enough and if not, why not? This is a really big issue for many, Emma. Um, in fact, uh, even last year, uh, then Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern said the figures are stark enough uh, saying that it was wrong for banks to be making massive profits at a time when people are struggling. Do you think that some sort of an inquiry uh, is warranted? Do you think it would be good to uh, shine a light onto our regulatory practices? Look, I think the um, the high level of market concentration where we see the, the four large banks having such a high share of the market and that not changing significantly over time as well as observations on uh, profits and margins does tend to make banking a good candidate for a market study. Quite a few people, Emma, coming through regarding non-switching of banks. Alan says, I opened my ASB account in 1952. <laughs> <laughs> that's Maybe. right, and, and and that's a key question. How do we make how do we make it easier for there everybody to be able to look around and understand what this option is, and to be able to switch? Kia ora, Emma. Uh, that's Emma Ihaya, uh, the principal economist and director at Link Economics. Goodness gracious me, ANZ Dunedin. I think I um, opened at the same branch. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing was, could have been the, the same the bank, day. The bank manager was a friend of my dad's, and when I was a student, I was in all sorts of trouble. I had to go in to get my cheque signed by the manager to pay my bills because I was a bit rogue. That was the days when the man you used to know who the bank manager yeah, was. Yeah, right? yeah, scary. And can you recall? Can you recall the days? Uh, the, the, the Dunedin days when if you wanted some money for the weekend, you'd, you'd have go to cash get, a cheque at the yeah, Albert La- yeah. the London Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty bucks would last you for days. You yeah, got yeah. it. You cash your cheque at the London Lounge, uh, or um, before four o'clock, you'd go and uh, 
take a check to the uh, teller and get a bit, a bit of money for the weekend. Yes, sir. Yes, and sometimes knowing full well that maybe, but hopefully by Monday there'll be some money in there to cover it. Yeah. <laughs> it and terrible. you used to write checks in shops too. Remember yeah, that? Now yeah. we're sounding like a bunch of old fogies. Oh but remember, God, I used I to be able to pay for for a dress, yep. you know, in, in a shop the time with it a takes, check. The time at the maybe the, at the supermarket. I was writing my check out. Yeah. Oh God, an hour later. Now that's right. Yeah. Uh, Wallace, I've had the same bank account number for fifty-two years. I don't even think that the Waimata South branch of ANZ is still open, says Julie. Mm. You're on the panel on RNZ National. We have Nikki Bazant and Mark Knopf-Thomas.